Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby, you can follow us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at The Only Colors. It is Tuesday, October 29th, and this is podcast one of two today. Boom. Look out. This is maybe not the not as fun one. This one, we might just title it the bad one because <laughs> the other one will actually be fun. So just to get ahead of it now, we're not going to talk any basketball on this edition. This will be solely football. So not as awesome, but still good, uh, because not everybody needs the best time all the time. Some of us like going through the hard stuff, because this is what makes the good stuff good. So awesome. that's just what I'm telling myself. You had an amazing spin zone tweet that I actually, I actually went and I read it. I said, huh. Yeah. And I didn't like it. Right, no. But I said, huh. And you want to, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I said uh, spin zone on Michigan State football being bad is that when they, if slash when they get good again, it's going to be awesome. And way wrong. <laughs> How bad does that suck? I, okay, well, let's focus on the good part of it. I, it. And I got there, then this will lead us into this other crap that happened this weekend. I got there mm-hmm. because of all of the Mark D'Antonio like retrospect talk, everyone mm-hmm. talking about, and we'll dive way deeper into this in a minute, but... Uh, talking about like how his le- his legacy and all this stuff, and I'm just like, thinking back to myself, like literally my first year at Michigan State, 2007 was his first year, and being like that ride from 07. Mm-hmm. I mean, even through 2015 was like ha- going from yeah. John L. Smith in ine- complete and total ineptitude, which up. is mirroring way too much of what we're seeing on the field right now. To the come up, the come up was so tight. Like that was so much fun. And so I'm like putting myself in these shoes being like, listen, I don't know how much lower we can get here. I just saw you, I I envisioned you right before typing that tweet up, having the Elon Musk just smoked a joint moment where you were like, where you were like, imagine the opposite of what's happening. <laughs> and then everyone in the room being like, oh, oh. He's got a point. Well, I hadn't considered that. What if good things? But imagine if they won the games we wanted them <laughs> Things to. are bad right now, but what if they weren't? Oh. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, kind of just said it right there. Things are bad currently. Uh, the latest in a very depressing series of games happened this past weekend. Michigan State football lost again. To Penn State, 28-7 at home. John, let's get your good out of the way here. The model is holding true. The model, guys, and, you know, I, I'll i start bringing it on the pod. The Kirby method. Yeah, I'm working through as some, you know, I wanted to test some things out. The projection was 29-12, to 28-7 um, to final. 
I... Worse. Worse than your model. I'm just... But you are, you're in the neighborhood. I'm getting... It's working itself out, guys. So, um, that's good. So, trying to help people win some money. Great. At the very least. Yes. Uh, another good... That didn't, siren is coming for Michigan State's football season, yeah, didn't, by the way. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't give up any fourth quarter points. Great. Uh, something to consider. It's it's something. It's a reversal of a trend you mentioned. So It's that's true. Um, and I, I guess the other part was the defense. Here's my other good. True spin zone. Didn't give up. when Even when you watch the offense do nothing. Mm-hmm. And like... Totally could have said, nah. Yeah, we're out of here. I, I just, whatever. Yeah, and that, that's definitely something. There's something to be said And there. I realize that's a stretch yeah. of good, but that's all we have right now. And but, yeah, let's talk about just kind of, let's talk about the rest of the game, the stuff that actually people will remember. So this was, uh, the thing that stinks about this game, and really we'll talk about the, the theme through the last three when Michigan State's played three really good teams, really good teams. This one, like the previous two, just felt over when it started. There was really no counterpunch. There was no nothing. Certainly the weather played a factor into that. But uh, Michigan State just really not answering the bell. And I think the disappointing part of this more than anything else is that all of the – we talked about this last week. All the intangibles, all of the reading of the tea leaves pointed in Michigan State's favor. They'd had Penn State's number. Penn State uh, just came off a really emotional win against Michigan. They were known for making bad in-game adjustments. Uh, you know, the rain. Michigan State's defense has been, you know, not playing well recently, but is still thought to be a good defense. All of these things made you think, okay, Michigan State's got a chance. They're coming off a bye week. It's at home. They're pissed off after these last two embarrassing losses. Instead, the reverse of the Elon Musk meme the war, all these things, maybe the good stuff will happen. Nope, all the bad stuff happened. Michigan State really just kind of outclassed at home. Uh, Sean Clifford ends up throwing four touchdowns, uh, three of which go to his tight end, Pat, Pat Fryermuth. Really, the issue, not the issue, but an issue, KJ Hambler was somewhat negated by the weather. Five catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Not a ton here. Honestly, Penn State's offensive numbers, when you look at it, not all that impressive. Yeah, I mean, the- Every, this is not a, it's it's a little odd that on paper, it didn't feel like a 20, it wouldn't have, it would have surprised me if I just looked at the box score and saw a 21 point loss. Right. Considering Penn State only had a touch over 300 yards um, on offense, held them to, uh, you know, under 200 yards passing, 113 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. It's not a great day. No. You know, and, but what they did do was just convert at the right time you know and it, they didn't even have that great of third down conversions i did, when i say convert i mean they just happened to make th- basically three more big plays than michigan state's offense was able to yeah they made plays when you had to make them i mean honestly when you look at the defensive numbers penn state didn't do anything remarkable that same number of sacks to michigan state actually had a tackle for loss less than msu the big thing that they did here is they actually had eight passes defense to Michigan State's one, which is a big deal. Two interceptions. Um, again, I I think there's a lot in what you ju- in the statement that you just made. Though, you look at the box score and you think, oh, how did this get out of hand? And it's just one team being better coached. 
It's one team being more disciplined. It's one team coming through in moments where it needs to come through. And Michigan State has time and time again this season, specifically the last three weeks, the last three games, uh, just been unable to do that. And I think we zoom out a little bit into the macro here, and it, it tells a really bleak and ugly story. Michigan State has played three games. We'll go. We'll talk about all four that they've played against ranked teams, which include the last three. They have been outscored 110 to 24 in the games against four ranked teams. They've had 49 offensive drives that had ended in cumulatively 27 punts, 11 turnovers, five missed field goals, three touchdowns, and one made field goal. And two of the three touchdowns were going into halftime when they picked up the pace. When yes. they had a little hustle in their step. And hat tip to uh, Zach Z- uh, Zwickiki. Shoot, I'm sorry if I messed that up, who compiled these stats. But um, a few more. In the Penn State game specifically, MSU ran 74 plays and had two of them go for over 15 yards. And that's, that's not a rain thing. No. Th- th- that can't be... That's just, I don't know. But see, what you're, the fact that you can't put a label on the issue is the issue. The issue is that we don't know what the problem is. And that is something that is so far from a Mark D'Antonio trait. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part about the big picture vision of what's going on here. That is why this feels like John L. Smith. John L. Smith had no idea what was going on at any point. He didn't know why they were calling the plays they were calling. They weren't playing the defense for any particular reason. They crumbled in big moments. They couldn't execute. They shot themselves in both feet all the time. And that is exactly the same pattern that is happening here. And it's so demoralizing because it's coming from a group. Listen, these coaches obviously are not doing a good job. They haven't been doing a good job for a while. But there was a point in time, not all, I suppose not that long ago where these guys had a tightly run ship. They had an identity. They played a certain way and they played angry and they knew that if the going got tough, Michigan State was not going to fold. That didn't really happen for a long time and over the last couple of years, it's completely deteriorated, deteriorated to the point it's at now where they're not just losing to teams that are better than them. They're getting their asses handed to them. They're getting embarrassed in multiple different ways. So when I look at those offensive stats... And I look at the defense giving up big points every week these last three weeks. It's it's so indicative of the fact that I think I think we've arrived at the point, and we kind of said it last week, where I, I think the ride's over. It's done. I, th- I think we're done. I'm comfortable putting my name on that. Yeah, I think I am too now, finally. I didn't want to. Coming into this year, I think you, you, you and I were both very – uh, you have no choice but to be optimistic. I mean, like everybody can be a nihilist and be, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy. Yeah, angry if you choose to be. Especially growing up Lions fans, it's very easy. But you, you know, you have this head coach, this program, a program that you trusted, that had bounced back from tough years before, that had been to the mountaintop and gotten there. At, I mean, they, when they went to the Rose Bowl the season before, they went seven and six. These things happen, and. To have it not happen now is so – it just feels so final. And listen, when you sit here and look at the record and you see four and four, that's disappointing no matter what. 
But there was a real scenario at the beginning of this year where we thought, okay, first eight games, we might come out of this five and three. And I think in the part of my mind, I could have lived with that. But to A, go four and four, and to B, get there in the fashion that they've gotten there is so depressing. It doesn't feel like a ship that you can write without massive, massive overhaul. And quite frankly, I don't know. I don't think Mark D'Antonio will do that. I don't think he wants to do that. I think the reason why he did what he did last offseason is because he didn't want to do that. And so now he's written his own check. And listen, I hope he cashes that big one that he's going to get in January. And he helps the team find what they need to find to move forward and, and bring back what he created. You know, it's wild. <clears throat> four and four is the only thing that matters. The It doesn't matter. And we've, we, you know, I'm numbers guy and like to look at things as positively as possible. I can tell you that they're still the ninth best defense in the country after playing those three games. Yeah. They still are. The offense and the special teams were so bad that the ninth best defense in the country had no shot. None. Not a chance in hell. 0.0% chance of winning those games. Yeah, and I will say that when you look at the scores of the last three games, they are not entirely indicative of that defense. If you don't have an offense that can control the ball, this is what's going to happen. Like, you're not LSU. You're not Bama. You can't roll five-star after five-star after five-star out there and expect to hang when your offense just doesn't have it. But, like, here's the part, like you mentioned, that and I'm, I'm getting worked up. Mm. Because it's, like you mentioned, it's not one thing. Every single play is an adventure. Who And it's not a fun one. Mm-hmm. It's line up for a field goal. Not just miss, miss is fine. I'm not happy with it. It happens. They're college kickers. Hashtag college kickers. I get it. Okay? Missing blocks? Having 12 guys on the field? What are... How? Right. That Put that over here. Having a, Putting the same kid in a position he can't succeed returning punts? Why? And I don't, I'm not naming names. You're just not putting a kid in a position to succeed, and you've had enough data to know that's not going to work. Three years. It's been three years. Stop. What are you doing? And uh, that's just the special teams. You put the offense in consistent positions where they can't succeed. You've put... You put young talent at a disadvantage in the backfield. You've you killed Brian Lewerke's confidence last year. We'll call it. Yeah, I'll call it. He's, he he never get back to where he was even with healthy. After we saw what happened last year, so then what do you do? You yank him to put in a kid you need to spark from against the third best defense in the country. And what is Backed he going to up on your own goal? And line. what is he going to do? Talk about putting kids in position to succeed. And then you put in a kid who's literally never played a meaningful down in his life, Theo Day. Okay, ride it. Do it all the way. But don't put him in three plays and then say, oh, now we're going to put the kid I just pulled for another kid who got pulled for another kid back in because he'll do well. That entire situation, it, 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 it embodies where Michigan State is at as a program right now. And it's really lost. It, it just completely lost. And my, a buddy of mine told me, if you don't have an identity, you're just calling plays. Yeah. And it couldn't ring more true for this team. There's no identity. I personally, I think the fact that they're trying, they are 
they have lost their way so far that they've completely tried to become something they never were and are currently not. This is a what this program was founded on, what helped Mark D'Antonio make this program one of the most respected in the entire country mm-hmm. and one of the most successful for a decade was being a, an ugly up north Big Ten team mm-hmm. that was getting maulers up front, keeping two tight ends if, in if you had to, and running the ball. They haven't been able to do that for how long? I'm not saying that that style of ball is going to get you to the Rose Bowl every year, anything like that. But at least you have an identity. You have something you know you can go back to. And now you're running read option. Like, yes, everybody wanted to see something new and sexy. And that's great. And yes, there are offensive line injuries that go into it. But the fact that you're trying to revamp on the fly without changing any coaches, which means these guys never called these plays before. They just made them up and they hoped they'd work. Like this, this all, like it's something that we wanted to work. Everybody wanted it to work. Mm-hmm. You believed in the guy because he had given you so many years of reasons to believe, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we are the victims of it. I am as guilty as anybody of saying I will let D'Antonio take this shot because he's earned it over the last 13 of years. Now, sitting here today, feel kind of stupid. To be, told, to, pay, to be completely honest, I feel stupid because you should have – See, there was always that creeping down in the back of my head, but I chose to believe, and now eight games in, uh, I I just don't know unless, again, unless he is – it does, brings us to another point. I don't think it matters what happens the last four games and hopefully five this year. I don't think there's any – almost nothing can change my opinion of what needs to take place at yep. the end of this year. Totally agree. Yeah, there's – we talked about it, gosh, was it after the Ohio State game? And we said, a miracle would have to occur. Mm-hmm. Everything would have to go right. Everything would have to click for us to say, okay, let's do it again next year. Yep. The opposite has taken place. So it's not, we can't even sit here and say, if a miracle occurs, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Eight and four, we talked about at the beginning of the year. That's underachieving. That was a failure. Yep. For this roster most of whom played on a 10-win team and played meaningful minutes only two years ago and was on a 7-6 and six team that we, and frankly, most of the country said, that's a mulligan, everyone was hurt, you still had a winning season, we'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. No excuses this year. None. None. None, because you, choose to, to, you, you, choose, you chose this route. You could have done something to avoid the complete and total lack of like pity that you're getting from your fan base and the, the all-time low morale that we're sitting at. And I think, again, if they were 4-4 four and four and just competitive in these last three games, if these weren't complete and total dumpster fires, I might be sitting here thinking, you know, hey, couple tough bounces, yep. couple tough injuries. I mean, yeah, guys are hurt. Okay. Guys are on every single team across the entire country. Exactly. No excuses there. But the fact they've gotten boat raced in the last three games and completely choked away a game against a now bad Arizona State team mm-hmm. for the second straight year shows me that they are completely and totally lost. And again, they could. I, I don't think there's an out. I think there is a very real chance that because of who they're playing down the stretch here, that they could go eight and four. I don't think it's because, listen, Illinois has been hot. Great. That's fine. 
Maryland's been hot. Maryland's fine. Rutgers is Rutgers. And Michigan, throw the records out the window. It never matters. You can't tell me that it's not possible that they win those last four games. Now, in all likelihood, they lose one of them. Die, you tell me which one. Hopefully not Rutgers. I pray to God it's not Rutgers. Needed it. I'm just saying. We need that one. Yeah, we need that one. So you go 75, and like you said, it's just it's a disappointment. And, and, and even, But let, let's go back. Say they win those last four games, and then they win the bowl game. I still don't care. Unless yeah. they're scoring 50 points a game, and all of a sudden you found all these new playmakers and everything's working, then, yeah, maybe I sit and listen for a second. But guess what? That is not going to happen. If we're being realistic, it's not going no. to happen. Why so I I put this a little bit on Bill Beekman now, the AD, which is a scary proposition because I do not expect this man to do anything. He has a choice to make. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, I think you need to go to Mark D'Antonio and you need to say, Mark, we love you. You've done some amazing things here. You've given us memories that we will never, ever, ever forget. You're the winningest coach in program history. You're the GOAT. We, you're the GOAT, unquestionably, in Michigan State football history. But you have a choice to make. You have to do one of these two things. I want you to be able to leave on your own terms. So you can either do that after you take this big money, which he deserves. deserves 100%. It's indicative of past performance. He deserves every penny. You can either take this money and choose to step down on your own, or you can stick around. But if you stick around, we got to go hire somebody. Mm-hmm. We need to make some big, big changes. Personally, as a, as a often poor betting man, <laughs> I would wager that Mark D'Antonio is just going to, based on just reading Tealy's, based on what he did last year, he is going to choose to ride into the sunset and hopefully – hopefully help Michigan State find whoever that next coach is going to be. And if I'm being honest, as much as I like Mike Tressel and as much as I think continuity within a program is important, it's not ringing true right now. I think we've talked about it. We'll talk about it again as the season goes on. A breath of fresh air is needed. I think we all know who we want it to be. But coming here today, I think that just to bring it back to the game, it feels like it's just, I think we're just done. It feels like it's done, and it's so, 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 so sad. Yeah, I mean, like you said, what you're seeing is the fan base start to get ner- don't want to go to games. Yeah. They don't want to see the product on the field. It's starting to have financial implications. You can't undo that, unfortunately. Um, the shine has worn thin. Mm-hmm. He got a 3-9 and nine season. Um, you had the seven and six season and four years in a row, let's say they go seven and five this year. So you just said three out of four to finish. That's a, you look across the board, you look across the board for teams that have had that record the last four years. Got to tell you that's, now you're dipping into, I mean, what kind of territory? It's not territory. South Carolina. It's not territory you want to be in. South I mean, you, you are objectively, your numbers are what your numbers. You are what your numbers say you are. Mm-hmm. You are an average program. Simply put, yep. you're an average program. There's no other way around it. And I'm not. And there is something to be said, like 
and this happens in every sport, I think at every big program, when you have a historically great coach, it's so rare. It's so rare for a coach to leave at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's so rare. And I think a lot of people probably thought, you know, after that 10 and three year, that might've been the right time. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't really know what the right time could be. It feels like there never really is one, to be honest. I would like, what I really want to see though, is if Mark D'Antonio knows it's his time, I hope he waits until the week of the Michigan game mm. and then tells all of his players. This is and it. says, guys, it's my last ride. You'd probably keep that in-house. Oh, yeah, you'd keep it in-house. But I'm saying in a players-only meeting, mm-hmm. in a Monday. House meeting, y'all. Yeah, I'm like, let's go. Like, I'm not losing this game. We're not losing this game. Maybe that's the focus you need to, to go get one last one against... U of M. Hopefully four. That's more. what the season is now. It's it's an old Michigan State yeah, year. Exactly. That's the is. problem. This is a now beat Michigan to salvage some positivity season. Yeah, I mean And it sucks. Yeah. I hated this. Well, so let's take a look at the, you know, while we're here and because we don't have a preview, I'm gonna quickly go through the S and P top defenses they played, okay? To finish out the so far, MSU has played um the 54th best in Tulsa and dropped 28. That's comparable to what Illinois is at 60 and Maryland is at 64th. Okay. Unfortunately, Michigan is second best <laughs> and they've played Ohio state, Wisconsin and Penn state who are one third and seventh respectively and scored 17 total points. Okay. Hard for me to believe that against a elite defense, this Michigan State team figures out how to score, get, I mean, more than a touchdown a game. They haven't even been able to do that in these three games against elite defenses. Now, as you mentioned, you're playing an Illinois team who is, sure, they're hot-ish. You know, they beat, let's not, can, let's not lose sight of the fact that they had a, one of the biggest upsets in the history of their program. Yeah. Okay? And then they beat a very bad Purdue team. They beat them Badly, but a very bad Purdue team, okay? They're 60th in S&P defense. Rutgers is 82nd in S&P defense. Maryland is 64th in S&P defense. That's average. That is very average. Michigan State's is 85th in S&P offense after going against four top 13 defenses to date. That's going to get better. It's actually probably going to get to that 60, 70th range that we always wanted it to be. Yep. Um, Just not the way we wanted to get there. But the problem is we forgot about special teams. And, yeah. And there are three phases to this game. And they Michigan State is in the bottom 110. It's crazy. That's the, that's the thing I don't think anybody saw coming coming into the year because we're thinking, all right, we got one of the best field goal kickers in program history. You have a, a, a weapon in Jake Hartbarger, mm-hmm. and you have a great returner in Speedy Naylor, and all of a sudden, Geiger can't hit anything. Hartbarger's still kicking well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Naylor gets hurt. Cody White, his replacement, can't hang on to the ball. So now you're back with Brandon Sowards, who also can't hang on to the ball. So it, it's just... It's a systemic failure. That's the problem, is sometimes... Sometimes it's talent, sometimes it's execution, sometimes it's play calling, sometimes it's it's one thing or another, and it's just such again, Will Hunter, again, shout out, did a awesome thread today. Well, not awesome, horribly depressing, <laughs> but 
where he went through and, and as he does every week, did a bunch of gifts and, and talked about, uh, you know, what went wrong or what went right. And his thing, he said to me, he said, I charted the first 19 plays and 10 of them I wrote down dumb. Which means it's just, it's either a dumb play design, it's a dumb missed assignment. The worst part is those are the scripted ones. Uh, it's With it, a week off. Yeah, with a week off. I mean, that's that's why this feels so final. Because you didn't even come to fight in the, when you had a full week to prepare for this. My And my problem is, like we said, <laughs> I, I have yet to have an issue and probably never will have an issue with the Michigan State players. I consistently get... The only time I ever get angry is when they're put in positions to fail. And it happens, and we've seen it week after week, as those kids are put in positions to fail. And it's just so disheartening because those that level of kid, they've beaten Wisconsin. Right. That level of kid has beaten Ohio State and Penn State because they were put in positions to succeed. They are no longer being put in those positions. Yep, I would agree. And that's 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 we'll we'll move on, but that I think is the hardest part. One takeaway, um, you know, we've seen just watching from afar, there is gnashing of teeth and anger on Twitter, and that's allowed and that's fine. About maybe the best way is to not go to games to show your angst. That's fine. Do whatever you want to do. I will plug um, our friend JD underscore Jerbear on Twitter. Um, He's coordinating with uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Lansing. If you have a ticket and you don't want to go, just consider uh, reaching out to him, and he's going to make sure that a kid from the Lansing area, um, most likely under, probably hasn't had a lot of fun things in their lives if they're in Big Brother Big Sister, has an opportunity to do a really fun thing and go to a football game. Now, keep in mind they can do a lot of other fun stuff than have to watch the product on the field against (laughs) Illinois. Um, But just consider if you don't want to go, that's cool. But there might be a kid out there that would think that that is like the best thing that's happened to them this year. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. If you don't want to go, give your ticket away. Don't, don't put empty butts in the seat. Don't put nobody in the seat. Let somebody who wants to go, go. There's somebody out there who wants to go. There are a lot of kids out there. And so at JD underscore Jerbear, and he's, he's, he's tweeting about it and he'll make it happen for you with the uh, big brothers, big sisters. So, that said, um, anxious to or I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it. I've been reading a lot about it on Twitter, um, but let's switch gears here. We're gonna do some national notable games, Big Ten results, and upcoming stuff, and then um, you can be done with these rants. Maybe we can change to basketball soon. Sounds great. So the national games this week, some fun ones. Yeah. Poor Auburn. They went to LSU. We're all the had them. All the dreams go to die. Uh. That's uh, Coach O. Love him. Um, Auburn, short end of the stick. You know, they had to play a couple really tough teams. Florida. They just aren't right there. This was a, this was a true freshman playing quarterback game. It was right there. Yeah, but bon- but you're just not going to win that many games. Oh, I, no. I, I want to see what his Lost. his completion percentage was. Bo Nix's was just... Moment was a little too big for old Bo. And, is it, and it is for a lot that go into the... Well, right. No shame in losing Valley. at LSU. So 23-25. to 25, Joe, They got LSU on a day where Joe Burrow was not diming. Right. You know, Auburn's defense is damn good, which makes me think a little bit about a little Auburn-Alabama upset. Mm-hmm. If, the they can hang, if they can oh, hang in Death Valley... 
Yeah, yeah. Oof, yeah, no, I mean, it's not a bad point. God, why can't I find Bo Nix's I'm, I'm filling up as much as air time as I possible know, I'm sorry. for you, and you just can't. It's the, web, the website's really, like, moving around to me, so I try to click on one game to give me another. All right, here we go. Bo Nix, 15 of 35, 157 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Not going to be great. And it's funny, you're not going to win games on the road in the SEC when you do that. However, you say Joe Burrow wasn't diming. 32 of 42 for 321. One touchdown, one pick. The touchdown and the pick, though, is we're used to him having five ticks. No, touchdowns. true, but I'm just saying, what world are we living in where an LSU quarterback throwing for 321 yards is not an optimal day? A world where all of a sudden Alabama is on watch. Big time. Uh, yeah, we're coming up close on the um, big showdown we've been waiting for all year. Yep. It's not just Alabama Clemson anymore, folks. It's, it's Michigan Bam- State, Illinois. There it is. <laughs> At the same time, that game's at the same time as LSU. Oh, dear. Um, Split screen, baby. (laughs) In the ACC Coast LOL standings, (laughs) thank you, um, we have a very real chance for all the teams to actually have the same record. There's actually one in 10, there's a less than one in 10,000 chance that it happens. So you're saying there's a chance. Actually, pretty good considering Virginia loses at Louisville. Miami went to Pitt and won 16 to 12. Here's where I want I think we should consider Pitt to the Big Ten West. West? Oh, yeah, not East. Okay. You put up a 16 to 12. Yeah. Well, it does feel like they belong with a score like that. They Ooh, feel Pitt, Iowa, feel the energy. That's what I'm saying. Now are you getting it? Yeah, I'm in. I don't don't worry about the geography. It's not you, important. You're focusing we'll go back on the to wrong leaders things. and legends. Yeah, you're focusing on the wrong things. They are just a very Big Ten West team. I'll buy that. Uh, and then Duke went and lost at North Carolina, uh, seventeen to twenty. That is all here nor there. You're going to get those same scores every week. The important part is now that in the seventeen coastal standings, Virginia and North Carolina are quote in the lead at hmm. three and two. Virginia Tech and Pitt are both two and two. Duke and Miami are two and three, and Georgia Tech is one and three. Georgia Tech on the board, baby. They got one. <laughs> Also consider that Virginia Tech, while 2-2 two and two in the conference, has two wins against Rhode Island and Delaware Deece. this year. States, <laughs> certainly. Consider them. Think about them. Um, and Old Dominion are three of their wins. Messiah, fighting Messiah de Weavers. Having a rough year, guys. No. I don't. Uh, I don't want to tell you. His uh, how? How? Well, let's let's avoid this at all costs. Steer out of the skid. Uh, Duke, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. How fast into the basketball their first basketball game this year will they top thirty-seven combined points? Hmm, that's a good prop bet. Yeah, I will go with before the under four media, or excuse me, under eight media in the first half. Under eight media. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that feels that feels safe. I was going to say, like, before the first eight minutes are gone in the game. Wow, you're going to get them up and down. I mean, that dude, fast. that's all the... Yeah, 2017, I guess my yeah. bad. Yeah, North Carolina's under 12, run, under run, run. Sorry, under 12. Yeah. You're right. All right, so... <laughs> so don't worry, Carolina fans. You're... Well, they won. Your justice is coming. No, but for both... I mean, they're both in Carolina. Did mm. you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Interesting. Fun fact. They go to school really close to each other. On a road? The same road? Yeah, you've never watched ESPN, have you? No, I'll, I'll find that channel Jewel soon. Jewel Road, I believe they call it. I'll find it. that channel soon. Um... The rest of the Big Ten, uh, so Illinois, we um, already mentioned, beat Purdue 24-6. to It's time to consider a bull-bound Illinois <laughs> at 4-4. Four and four. Is Lovey, damn it, is he becoming like, well, is he becoming Big Ten Herm Edwards? 
Well, that's too nice. Yeah. I would say he's becoming Big Ten Wayne Fonts in that he might not be able to be fired if he ever, if he continues to churn out six-win seasons at Illinois. Yeah, I mean, again, it's the, the uh, I don't know if this is upside or downside of self-awareness, where Illinois is like, you know what, if we're going to be six and six, who really cares? Does anybody really care? I don't know. Well, here's the <laughs> remainder of their schedule. Rutger, feel good about that one, right? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. So there's, there's five wins at Michigan State. Okay. Had loss. Hopefully. Five and five at Iowa. How do you feel? No. Five and six, and then home against Northwestern. I'll, I'll give them that one against Northwestern. So six and six. Yeah. They no, made I mean, it. Hey, That's a bowl. Them. All right. Purdue, not a bowl. All right. Iowa played. Speaking of Northwestern, Iowa and Northwestern played because I guess they had to. And Iowa, I'm, they are the worst ranked team I've ever seen. They won <laughs> 20 to nothing. Consider how bad Michigan State's offense is. Yes. Now consider that Northwestern is averaging 10.7 points per game. Hmm. And consider that that's worst in the country and the worst power five points per game since Stanford did it in 06. At least we're not them. 10.7. It's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, Michigan State's average. So, I guess to put this into context, they are as bad as Michigan State has been in the last three weeks all the time, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, every, not, that's not good. Every week. Um, Liberty goes uh, to Rutgers. They had it. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <sighs> couldn't win. 34 to 44. Rutgers, not only, they were underdogs. Home dogs to by Liberty. A, by a touchdown. That's a tough moment. Rutgers. Is tra- that is that the low? That no. was pretty close to the low. I guess, is this the true beginning to the Nunzio era? I'm going to give it to him. Johnny Langan's career day. Imagine how many. Uh, uh, guess how many yards he threw for. The headline on ESPN is Langan's career day 80. leads Rutgers past Liberty. 80. 192. How many rushing yards? He had a lot. 130. Oh, 118. Wow. Yeah, Johnny Langan had a day. He's running all over him. Johnny Longlegs. They had 200 yard rushers. How bad must Liberty be? Well, Hugh Freeze, not sure if he made it out of the field for this one or if he was still in a hospital bed. Yeah. I hope he was still in the hospital bed. Uh, they do have a backup quarterback. Well, maybe he's not a backup quarterback. Liberty does have a player named DJ Stubbs, which I like a lot. DJ that's, Stubbs. That's my comment. Oh, no, he's a wide receiver. Sure. He sure. completed a pass in this game, though. Attaboy. That's about all I got. All right. Let's get to the big boy. Uh, Wisconsin went to Ohio State and learned who is in charge of the conference. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State is by far the class of the conference. This game proved it. Um, 38-7. to 7. Yeah. The- we put up better numbers than Ohio State did, which is what makes the Wisconsin 38-0 loss more damning. That and the Illinois loss, really. All of these things together. Oh, no. I meant... I think you're. I'm saying my you're, wires are crossed. Yeah, Michigan State's loss to Wisconsin is more damning, right? Because we played Ohio State better than Wisconsin. Yeah, well, and then Wisconsin also went and lost to Illinois. But what I'm saying, there they're is, both bad. It's all bad. Can we agree on that? It's with, all in the same shit still. I think Wisconsin should thank Illinois. Hmm. Stay with me, okay? They should thank Illinois, or this would have hurt a lot more. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Because they, they walked into this and kind of knew it was over. Yeah, well, right. 
Right? Yeah. They beat Illinois, and they're going to say that was a fluke. We're fine. That kid misses the field mm-hmm. goal. We're, in, we're we're still undefeated. There's playoff bound. But now, I mean, then you lose 38-7 to thinking you have a shot. No, that's, that's rough. That's bad. When you're And not just thinking you have a shot, thinking you have a playoff shot. And then losing by 30. I don't think Wisconsin, here's a take, I don't think Wisconsin will ever make the college football playoff. Here's here's why they'll always have a shot, Big Ten West. Sure. They will always be in the quarterfinals. They'll never do it. They'll right. never do it. I know. but just They cons- won't do it until, like, until, if, there's there's only one Russell Wilson. Yeah. When they had him, they the playoff was not a thing. Well, and they wouldn't have made it either. I'm just saying. They lost us. That was their chance, though. Well, and what I'm saying is they are like auto in the Elite Eight. Sure. Every year. But so. they're Purdue. Yeah. They can't they're the, make the dance. Yeah. They just can't quite do it. Fair. Anyways. Uh, Indiana um, went to Nebraska and, and won, which is hilarious. Indiana's legitimately 6-2. and two. Probably they, should be, could be 7-1. and one. They're legitimately going to go 8-4. and four. Good for them. I That is a real statement. Yeah, I mean, maybe they've got something. I mean, Penix is good. You know what? I am enjoying Nebraska being bad quite a bit. It's pretty great. You know, <laughs> they are just... I'm not quite sure why they... Every fan base You lost has, to Indiana. I mean, every fan base, you know, wants to go into a year thinking, you know, maybe we're, you know, we're going to be good. But there are certain fan bases, Nebraska. I think the more, the longer they're in the Big Ten, the more I realize just how insane they are. Uh, you think you're something you're not pretty consistently, and I mean your losses this year are to Ohio State, dusted at Colorado, not great, at Minnesota, who we'll talk about, dusted, and now against Indiana. You don't lose to Colorado, Minnesota, and Indiana if you're like what you say you are and adrian mark the adrian martinez love also is really the most justifying thing to me seven picks five interceptions yep Wait, sounds about se- right you said se- uh, seven, touch- <laughs> seven touchdowns five interceptions my fault i i'm just in i'm in shock about how they got they it's just clicks right are it's there got that many nebraska fans though I mean, I don't even get it. It's not that no, populous of a state. It's because the people that are in media remember when they were good. I guess. That's it. Boomers need to go away, man. I'm done with the boomers. Anyways. All right. All right. We're not here to talk politics, John. That's not even a political thing. Moving on. All right. Um, so Notre Dame played Michigan. And I want to give Harbaugh own, owes Michigan State uh, thank you. You want to know why? Yes. Because Harbaugh learned what he should be doing in a monsoon, hmm. in the game where they lost to Michigan State in a monsoon. Should run the ball, play defense. Now, seems normal. Seems like an obvious thing. Logical. Obvious. Not so fast, my friend. Brian Kelly, for the second time in two years, decided to throw the ball over 30 times in a monsoon. Guess what? They lost both of those it games. It didn't work. They lost, Notre Dame loses 45-14. to 14. An absolute beating. A yeah, drubbing. And you got to give Michigan credit. I mean, they deserve credit. We also called this, that this was going to happen. This is the most obvious Michigan win. What did I say? My take was Notre Dame's not any good. And not even not good that they were probably bad. I mean, yeah. I'm feeling justified. Because you, you know who's not good? Should. You know who's not good? Michigan. Right. 
But they at least came out. But uh, I give Harbaugh does deserve a lot of credit. Oh, I'm never not, tell us that we don't give our enemies. I'm not credit. even knocking. I am a little bit. I'm just saying, like I never thought Notre Dame was worth a damn. I'm I'm knocking Brian Kelly. Yeah, and I think me you're, too. Because and just simple fact: Michigan ran for over 300 yards and held Notre Dame under 50. You're not going to win games on the road when you're running for under 50. Well, how many rushing? How many attempts did they have? Where Michigan ran the ball 57 times. How many times did Notre Dame run the ball? 31. Problem had to be right 60. There. 100. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and so you know, credit to Michigan. They beat a top 10 team at home. That's great. Uh, cool. And that's all I have to say Good about story. that. It literally does nothing for you unless you get in the New Year's Six conversation and you're not going to convince me that they're going to be in that conversation because they still have to play Michigan State and uh, Ohio State. It's true. It has to And happen. I know we're bad, but you can throw the records out. Throw the records out. No love lost. Bad blood. Just take those old records <laughs> off the shelf. So Minnesota heads into Maryland for one could maybe conceive to be a trap. Here's the deal. The Govs win 52 to 10. And here's the deal. Game day should be in Minneapolis. We should consider it. The problem is the fact that it can't be because LSU plays Bama, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. So sorry, Govs, not going to happen. Um, the Govs, though, everyone is saying, like, oh, but they haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. Here's the deal. Doesn't matter. Won all their games. And by the way, 12th in S&P overall. 12th. Hey. That's a lot better than a lot of other teams. Won the games you're supposed to win. Before you play the schedule. Well, and they have a bye before they play Penn State at home. Mm, I mean, out. do we any of us think that it can happen? Don't worry about my answer. I want you to just enjoy the next couple enjoy weeks. Enjoy that it's a conversation. Because here's what has to happen. After next this coming weekend is the first college football playoff show. Whether you like it or not. Minnesota's logo goes up on the board. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Upcoming national games. Some doozies. Yeah. Um, kind of a week slate. For you. <laughs> for for you, average sports fan. Um, yeah. Tired take. This is Sorry. a bad week. Wired take. It's going to be awesome. Here's why. SMU uh, travels to Memphis. And SMU is undefeated. Game day. Consider it. No, it's happening. It should be. Oh, good. It is, yeah. Oh, man. I, didn't I just that. really hope that Young Dolph is the guest picker. Dude. Or Penny Hardaway. It's going to be Penny. Penny. I just, okay. Th- this is me patting myself on the back. Or Juicy J. That would really Damn. be the best one. I, I, you know how I love to shout out all these maybe not premier programs and yes. teams. I didn't even know that. And I this was the first one I highlighted. There you go. Here's why. SMU, 15th. Uh, Memphis breaks in the top 25. You got a combined 15 and 1 record in this game. Dece. These are these teams, man. And teams that have beaten SEC and Big 12 programs. The June Jones led SMU Broncos. <laughs> Mustangs. You're going to like. No, you know what? I'm going to stick with Broncos. I, I, I like the June Jones led <laughs> SMU Broncos. Wow. Actually, I like the idea of you just hammering that narrative so hard yeah. that it becomes. So people are like, oh, yeah, no, June Jones. The, the Southern coach. Mississippi Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's going to be. A, it's going to be. Oh, fun they, game, man. If they win, my tweet will be, wow, June Jones does it again. <laughs> he does it again. Um, next, I think, oh, next one's a personal favorite of mine. Okay, you, I'll let, let you have it. Go ahead. Georgia at Florida, which well, isn't even at Florida. Well, it's, it's just, just Georgia in Florida. <laughs> it is the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I am 
still so upset that they made them stop calling it that. Uh, it's Georgia at Florida. Whatever. Should be a great game. The level of blood alcohol content mm. at this Ooh. event will be significant. I think if they did a heat map of the U.S. and you said, where's the drunkest place in the world at kickoff time of this? Yeah. yeah. The entire state of Wisconsin would be bright red. I was say. The rest of it would be pretty blank, and then there would be like a glaring New Orleans. Wart. And New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then just like Jacksonville. Ba- ba- yes. Essentially a bomb going off in Jacksonville. Jacksonville usually yeah, on this say. map, much larger and brighter on this particular day. <laughs> and actually a good game. It, it <laughs> should be to boot. It should be a good game to determine who is the third best program in the SEC. Congratulations. Uh who for whoever wins this game gets to go lose to either Bama or LSU in the championship. But earning the right to go to your Elite Eight. Yeah, congratulations. So um, this is going to be a rock fight, man. Yeah, it won't be fun to watch, but it'll be football. <laughs> it's football. Something to think about. All right, two more games I'm going to highlight, not because they're going to be any good. Again, also horrible games. Miami at Florida State. I'm highlighting I just want to fight. I'm fine with that. I'm a big, you know when you saddle up at the bar and you kind of see some tension going on yeah. and you're like, and you're in the head enough drinks in where you're kind of like, I hope they brawl. Like maybe, yeah. Like I'm not gonna those two, <laughs> yeah. Or like it's just like from Superbad where the guy goes, "I've been literally praying for a fight. I'm praying for one." I don't. Neither, whoever wins this game, it doesn't matter. It Both teams are four and four. Does not matter. Super bad, but oh, super bad nice. again. Good job. They are going to fight, and then by the way, it's not just on the field. There will be a fight in, in the stands throughout for the game. sure. These are Absolutely. not these are not level headed fan bases. Mm-hmm. Florida State Twitter, by the way, if you want to have a really dark day, don't do it. Go there. No, actually, I, I, I wouldn't. Don't do There's it. There's some of the meanest things you'll ever see one person say to another person the, take place there. They're gonna say things about you that are gonna make you stay up late in a dark room, thinking like, did they? Yeah. Did they mean it? Like, how do it they hits know me? So personally. <laughs> All right, uh, and then so yeah, and, go Knowles. And, <laughs> And finally, um, UAB at Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's Fighting actually, Joe Webbs. Tennessee has turned it around a touch since we last left them in. God, tire fire would be a nice Applicable. way of putting it. The reason I bring it up is UAB Blazers, back from the dead. Literally. The Trogdors. The Trogdors. Six and one. Who says UAB can't go in to Rocky Top and win this game? Who says anybody can't go into Rocky Top and win? Oh, fair it enough. It could happen. So I'm just saying, yeah, I'm in on UAB. Let's go. I like the idea of Tennessee in the same year they lose to Georgia State looking past UAB. Love it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Another fan base where delusion is always on the menu. All right. So in the Big Ten, um, weirdly, this is a bad slate. Well, there are only four games. Everyone has a break, and the only teams that could play are the ones who couldn't be in the Big Ten Championship. <laughs> it is maybe the most meaningless week of football we've had in, in some time. If you're playing in the Big Ten, a Big Ten game this week, your program sucks. Says something about you. So the first game, Michigan at Maryland, which is the game of the week? I mean, sincerely. Uh, uh, yeah. ABC chose it. No, yeah, for, it, yeah. <laughs> Then you've also got I don't yeah Nebraska at Purdue. ABC was looking at this at the beginning of the year, thinking Maryland might be spunky. Well, Purdue might be better. Nebraska's supposed to be good. You know who gets? I want to talk about Purdue really quick. You know who? A damning statement. 
speaking of thank you cards, Jeff Brom needs to write Jim Harbaugh a thank you Oh, card. man. Did you see that graphic that came out last week? Brom is paid the fourth? I think seventh. Seventh, seventh highest, highest in, in the, the country? And I think he put it out, and I saw it making its way around the MSU Twitterverse, and everyone's like, oh, Harbaugh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, no, he's no, overpaid. No, whatever. But Jeff Brom? Guys, produce two and six. Two and six. I, I mean, say what you want about Harbaugh, but at least he's put together, like, teams. I, in, I in all seriousness, do not know who should win this game. Ugh. I, ugh. Gun to your head. Who wins Nebraska at Purdue? Uh, I'll say Nebraska. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know idea, because I don't know anything about Purdue. I think, I, I think you're right. Purdue. I haven't taken the time Purdue, to understand anything about Purdue. Purdue has to play past it. They're two and six. They're going to play Nebraska at Northwestern. I think they lose at Northwestern. Northwestern, big bad. I think Purdue might still lose that game at Wisconsin, Indiana at home. Nebraska's looking at three and nine at best. Jeff Brown's wishing he took that Louisville job, is what he's doing. Louisville. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. He still can have it. Yeah, it's wants. still yours if you want it. Uh, yeah, and it'll do the Mich- Michigan's going to beat Maryland. Yeah, it's a it's 17 they, and a half point spread. It's what they do. Everyone does. Yeah, all right, anyways. Rutgers goes to Illinois. Oof, in a game that has to happen. Illinois, a 20-point uh, favorite? I'm going to say it. This is a game Illinois loses. Never. I know. No. I know. I know. And I'm not saying it <laughs> no. will happen, but I'm saying it would happen. Oh, okay. You're saying this. You're you're telling me that there's no chance Illinois loses this game. None. Rutgers is that bad. Rutgers is riding so high <laughs> off of a 44 point. Where's Illinois day. in this riding? Scene? Don't care. Two Do in not, a row. It's still Illinois. Okay. It's Illinois. Illinois for the first time in I don't know 10 years can overlook an opponent. That's wild. Yeah. You trust Lovey Smith to make that not happen? Are we all aboard the Rutgers? Are we about facing? And oh, I'm, the Rucker I'm a Rutgers fan regardless. How could you not be? You Nobody hates Rutgers. Mm. They're unhateable. How sometimes could you hate them? I don't hate them sometimes. You know who might hate them? Mm-hmm. Is uh, maybe like, was it West Virginia? Jeremy Ito made that kick and knocked mm-hmm. them out of mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. national championship. That might no, be. That, they lost to Pitt that year. There's something where Rutgers did something once upon a time that was a big deal. So, so whoever got screwed by that. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep track of weird things. Sure. And Rutgers has been in our conference for over five years now. It's been a while. Not a while. Congratulations, guys. Um, we are almost through the fo- uh, sixth football season. Combined football and basketball record to date is 26 and 122. Rutgers hmm. is winning 17.57% of the games they play, which feels high. It does. Does it not? It's a little surprising. The team they've had the most success against, Indiana, mm. they win 29% of the games they play against Indiana. Does every conference have one of these? No. Michigan State, still the only team to have not lost to Big Ten Rutgers. Ooh. Very important that D'Antonio finishes his legacy with no that No shit, Yeah. Keep that together. Otherwise, just literally burn the stadium down if that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, final game. Northwestern at Indiana. This is my OP game. No. Okay. No, see, I'm... This is... You're I, all in on Indiana. I would much rather... No, I've seen competency from Indiana. Mm. 
Yeah, I've, I've, Illinois, yes, they beat Wisconsin. No question. But they all they did was stop the run. This is a night Great. game. Hell yeah, it's a night game. <laughs> uh, Should we go? I'm Bloomington? Just, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Let's get wild. I'm just saying. Like, I trust... Northwestern's the worst team I've seen in a long time. Have you like, watched that, Rutgers, though? Yeah, Consider really. it. Consider tuning Here's, in. Here's... I don't want to. Okay. I won't. I won't do that. Okay. Uh, Northwestern... But Northwestern's offense is horrifically bad. They're Rutgers-esque. Stinky. Downright stinky. That's all, right. all we got. Yeah, those are the games. It. Yeah, those are the games. Really way to end on a thud here. Um, all right, so let's just preview the, the basketball. So we're going to we're gonna now do another podcast. We're going to record another one because we love you guys. Uh, we're going to talk about basketball, which is way doper than football mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's about it. So make sure to check that one out. So, so uh, this week, root for Rutgers. Yep. Because, LOL. Um, Nebraska keep losing is hilarious to me. Yes. And... Um, Screw it. Let's have Indiana yeah. go win nine games. Nine win Indiana's yeah. on board. And let's get some bum fights in Florida. <laughs> That's Florida happening. and Florida State. I'm oh. looking for some solid footage out of the people at these games. Let's do it. All right, guys. Uh, we will catch you on the next pod and next week. So for John, this is Austin. We'll talk to you guys later. See you.